What is up, everybody? It is Junior Senior Two Views here, back with episode 177, and I think we should start off with a fitting tune. Enjoy. How about them? How about those Arlington fraud boys, huh? How about them Cowboys? A, a, a phrase taken from the great Jimmy Johnson who... Well, let's just start because we're starting with the wild card playoffs, yes? Yes. So but, we have to go to the obvious one. Yes, The most should. lopsided game of the weekend. And you and I watched it firsthand. I watched every minute of it. We watched a Cowboys team that was ill-prepared, scared, scared of themselves. Offense, defense, you name it, outplayed in every level. And once again, the Cowboys go home. I was heading back from uh, 2SCR 107.3, the community radio radio station (laughs) here in Sydney that I volunteer at on the light rail. And I was... Uh, befuddled about what I was witnessing. Dak throws an interception to Jair Alexander. A bit of a 50-50 call, but it's a bang-bang play. It's it, a bad pass. It's, it's a bang-bang play. But as soon as Dak threw that pick six, I knew it was over. I, I It was just one of the worst passes I had ever seen Dak Prescott throw. Especially, it, notwithstanding the fact, in a playoff game. My diagnosis for this Cowboys team and this franchise really as a whole, they're chokers. My prognosis, blow it up. Blow it up. Eight years with this core. Eight years. Eight, eight years with, with Dak Prescott under center. And you still, with all the talent that you've had, with all the drafting, with all the smart moves, you still can't do it. So, Jerry Jones... All right, that's that's you don't hear much more than that. I don't care to listen. So, I don't care so, to listen to the the aardvark of Arkansas. So this is what we know now. We know now that what's next for the Cowboys. If we're going to talk about the loser side. We know that that is it for Mike McCarthy. I would be. I mean, nothing's happened yet. Everybody's waiting. I'm checking online to see when the when the shoe drops. But the shoe's going to drop. He needs to go, and not just on Mike McCarthy. Dan Quinn did himself no favor with that defense out there, and he's supposed to be up at the top of the list for these openings. And I don't know. Seattle should be scared if they think that that's where they want if him. I'm, if I'm a GM, it. if I'm a GM that was looking at Dan Quinn, no. nah, I'm not committing no nah, reasons. Nah, or, nah. What the hell was that defense? 
Without what the hell? There was no defense. There was no defense. The only person who had any sort of impact was Michael Parsons finally drawing a hold for the first time in his career. Yeah. So come on. So, no quarterback pressures. So let's just take let's just take stock in this. Let's switch it, okay? Because as much as we're gonna heap on the Cowboys, is as much we should applaud the Packers going in there and doing what they had to do. Oh, absolutely. Okay, they drove down the field on the first series and punched Dallas in the face and this, said, Go ahead. That's why you gave Aaron Jones the big bucks. He's that's a, right. Da- he's a damn good running back. Um I'm not Look, there's this debate about whether you should pay running backs in this day and age. But if they're one like Aaron Jones, absolutely you should. Absolutely you should give the money to guys like Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor. Guys who are good running backs who changed the look, shape, and feel of an offense. All right. So, Jordan Love had the game of his life. It was his first career playoff game and first win. And he, he and, you, and look, as much as the Cowboys didn't get near him or he didn't get sacked, is as much as the offensive line did a great job of protecting him and, that's, and, and that's, gave him time. And that's without David Bakhtiari, who's been out the whole year. Right. So let's 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 pretty much call it what we see it. Dallas choked. And Dallas did everything they could to get the playoff game that they needed. And if they had won, guess what? They had been hosting again. So they don't even realize how bad this is. Now, everybody's talking about Belichick. If you're Jerry Jones, you should be going to Bill Belichick. You're shaking your head. But I, everybody can see this because where's Bill Belichick going to go, right? Is he going to go to Atlanta? That's a lot of work. He, I don't think he's interested. These are two things Bill Belichick's interested in right now, I believe, in his point, at a point of his life in his coaching career. One is surpassing Don Shula, which he will get those wins with the being the coach of the Cowboys, not the Falcons, and not even the Chargers. Secondly, a potential Super Bowl win. It comes down to leadership clearly. And if you're Jerry Jones, you got to be kidding me to have Bill Belichick out in the win and you don't offer him a chance to coach the team. You're missing a person. It comes, <coughs> you're missing somebody. It comes down to Dak Prescott as well. This guy is a good quarterback. You can do a mu- much worse than him, but you, oh. can't, yeah, but you cannot. What did you, you say? Can, you can do much worse than him. Right. Well, you're not going to get rid of Dak. He's got one more year left. He's going to get but, his 50, 50 mil. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, but you can't you can't tell me this guy's a great quarterback. He's not top ten. He's not he's not top ten. He might not even he's be ten to he's he's eleven to twenty. He might not even be top fifteen. He might uh, not even be top fifteen. I don't know about 15. that. I would say Dak Prescott kind of gives me the impression he's more of a second tier. But let's just let the Cowboys sit under the six feet of six feet of dirt for now. The other team that was highly vaulted happens to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Who are sort of in the same situation. I tried to warn you about Matt Patricia. <laughs> you see my timelines? Good old Matt. Matty boy. Everyone tried hey, to warn Matty boy. Every, everyone tried to warn y'all about y'all defense, your defense outside of your front four. What'd you do? You promoted Matt Patricia. That was your fix all? Well, that was probably the most awkward situation. What was, you already had you already have a defense coordinator. What what were they what were they telling the, the defensive backs all week? Because what the hell was that performance from Jer- James Bradbury and Darius Slay? Who, by the way, both of them have taken a significant step back this year. Yeah. What? What? The this- missed tackles at oh, infinitum. Yeah. Really, really bad tackling. There was a couple of those two different plays, two different um, runs by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There was a touch, two touchdowns of, that should have never happened. And yeah, the the defense had no energy. 
uh, the offense equally as much because Jalen Hurts was playing hurt. His name, his his name matched his condition. Because he was playing with a, a broken middle finger on his throwing hand. Uh, the knee, there's been some speculation around his knee that he hasn't been playing well with his knee. He's been injured. Um, and he walked out of a press conference because of that. So I don't know what was going on. He had nobody to throw to because A.J. Brown wasn't playing. He had Devontae Smith was the only real viable receiver that he was getting the ball. And they couldn't run, they weren't running the ball. So this was not this is not a good showing for them. Absolutely really poor. not. They, it's poor. They they were uh, they had been awful. The and I think the the real death nail in the regular season came when they lost to the 49ers and got their butts whacked at the links at the link by the 49ers. The key also was to lose to both the Cardinals and the Giants because by all the chances, by all accounts they control their destiny. Yeah. Win and they control to get to win the division and be at home instead of going to go on the road. And they they screwed it up. They yeah, screwed they up did. the number one. They, they screwed up everything. They had they, a horrible. They season. screwed. They screwed up the number one seed, and they screwed up a chance in a home playoff game or multiple home playoff games with yeah, an a, a, with an NFC East crown. Yeah. And so, now you now Jason Kelsey is officially retired. He's out. He hasn't said it himself, but all multiple, reports are multiple, there. All reports are saying that he's he's done. Yeah. And how could you let him go out like this? How? How could you let him? He's one of the greatest centers in NFL history, possibly the greatest center in NFL history. You, you could, you look, you could make an argument to say that. I don't think Nick Sirianni is going to get fired. I don't see. Look, Jeffrey Lurie is not Jerry Jones. Jeffrey Lurie is quiet. Jeffrey Lurie is about standard. Um, Nick, Nick Sirianni talked it up at a press conference when he first started. I don't know where that was coming from. He was like a madman. I think the coaching staff needs to look at below him and they need to bring some people in because clearly the loss of Steichen, the loss of Gannon changed everything for that team. Yeah. That changed no, it everything. wasn't. It wasn't just that. I think they lost. They they wasn't just that. Oh, they yeah. lost a whole lot of personnel in free agency. They did. They lost Chauncey Gardner Johnson. They lost. They lost a lot of their linebacking core. That's what killed them on defense. They I lost know, so but much pieces. When you lose coordinators who have put a stamp on a certain offensive style that's been been effective, that's a big loss and a big. And that was very hard to to get that back. So this is why when you go to the Super Bowl. You have to win it. Okay. Because it's so hard to get back there. As for the Buccaneers, <laughs> Baker Mayfield. He played well. He played control. No mistakes. Baker was zipping the ball when he could. You know, you're going to get that from him. And you and look, as much as you can do, can't do, can do, you know, worse than Pat, Pat, Pat Prescott, you can't do worse than Baker Mayfield. And he's right up there statistically with Tom Brady in his last year. The numbers don't lie. So um, you can't really th- – I can't throw dirt at him. Baker Mayfield is – I've said it I said it last week. He's Pardon. In- sorry to interrupt. Two playoff wins more than the Browns team that got rid of him. How about that? They have one since something. he was there. Isn't that something? So there you go. That's a, that's a real F you to that team. Right. But um, Baker – I said it last week. Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. He's an NFL caliber quarterback, and he deserves to be a starter in the league because – he is a good QB. You need to put a team around him and some quality pieces around him. And so shock horror. But he does well with a system around him and a good team around him. Yes. Todd Bowles may not be the greatest coach in the world, but he got he Todd got Bowles. he he he's did. a good he's a good defensive coach. Yes. They got they really got in Hurts' face all night. They didn't really get to him, but they got to him. They did what they needed to do. They did what they needed to do. Yeah. Moving on. All right. So 
Let's talk about Detroit. Yes. Right? Congratulations Finally. to the Lions. Finally, the bunkies off the back. I mean, you had everybody there. Eminem was there. Barry Sanders was there. Calvin Johnson was there. I mean, uh, you Both know. of them? Yes, everybody was there. Oh, my God. There. I, thought they, I thought they excommunicated themselves from that franchise. No, they showed up. So it was a big deal for them to be there. And you know what? Let's give credit where credit's due. The defense has been better. Their defense is better than it was last year. Way better than it was two years ago. And even way better than it was in the re- in the middle of the regular season. Right. So they were able to, look, do the things. That they prevent the red zone, clamp down on L.A. The difference was the red zone because L.A. had nothing but field goals. And that's why they lost. Yes. Because they couldn't punch yes. it in. So that, look, it was a white-knuckle ride. That was the game of the week because it was only a one-point win. But Detroit did what they had to do yeah. to win the game. Kudos to them. As for the Rams, can't doubt that what they did. Either. I'm, I'm going to say a massive kudos to Dan Campbell, man. He, he, he has done one of the best franchise turnarounds I've seen in a long time. He came into a Lions team that was decrepit, a Lions team that was reeling from Matt Patricia, and <laughs> turned it all around. <laughs> he is he drafted well. He has co- he's established an identity and a culture within this team. And he's related to his players. And he's given them something to fight for. If you listen to his speeches on Hard Knocks, who wouldn't run a w- through a wall for that man? Seriously. Yeah. So that was a big win for them. As for the Rams, we talked about the Rams. Nothing to, nothing to fret about. They played well. Matthew Stafford's a tough dude. Oh yeah, he he's, got smacked around he, like a he, like a rented mule. He got oh well, he was hurt. Used, he was used to that. I know, but he got in Detroit. He definitely suffered a concussion during the game. Oh yeah, that hit that led him looking up in the air. He was out. They they dragged, and I think there was talk about you know Carson Wentz warming up, and I think McVay just said, you know what, this is way too important. I can't let Sean. I can't let. I can't let Carson out there. I'll I'm tell bringing you, Matt back. I'll tell out. you what though. Um, I do like what the Rams have going, even with the limited resources they've had over the over the last couple seasons. Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua is something special. Mm-hmm. He is something special. He's going to get a big bag once his time comes. Mm-hmm. Kyron Williams, same for him as well. Um, but the Rams might, I think, hopefully they'll probably have their first round picks very soon. And they'll be able to get themselves some quality players. They have a great football ops staff. I think now McVay is revitalized, and he might want to stay with this franchise. I think he will. And rebuild it now. Yeah, I think he I will. I think they'll want to look to the future, maybe get to get a young quarterback in this draft and build from within. Yeah. Um, even though Stafford is still a good QB, he's, he's, get, he's getting he's up getting there old. in age. Yeah. You don't really want Carson, Carson Wentz to be your guy. Yeah. Uh, you, you, nice. I think they're going to be looking at maybe, do we do we trade up for Penix? Do we trade up for Knicks? Do we do we roll the dice? This is a deep core QB draft. Do so. we do we roll the dice on Daniels? We'll see. Okay, uh, the Bills and Steelers. Not a surprise here. Uh, look, based on the pictures that I saw at Highmark Stadium, there was snow way over the stadium. Reportedly, they paid people. They paid fans. They gave fans opportunity to have tickets to go into the game if they would spend time cleaning up, and all the fans. Showed up there and cleaned the place up. The place looked great. It was high energy. And the Bills did what they had to do. It wasn't a sexy game. Well, come on. It wasn't sexy. The Steelers the Steelers in their current form are not a good side. I mean, they they the Bills did what was expected of them. And it looked iffy headed into the la- like the middle of the fourth quarter. But yeah, it they, did. They closed them out. 
Yeah, they, they did. They looked some, some great some great plays by their receivers. But by the Bills I, receivers. Can't, I can't get past their running game. Their only viable runner is Josh Allen. Yeah, they've look, got look, nobody I, well, else. Cook, Cook's your other runner. Yeah, Cook was okay, but they got nobody else behind him. Well, they rushed for 189. Josh Allen didn't run for all that. He ran for some of it, but he didn't run for 189 yards. Yes, but like they run him out of power. Oh well, they, look. They, you need to give him some some help along with Cook. They they needed to find look that that's neither here nor there. They got the now, win. There's nothing really else to we'll say. Deal with about, the, we'll deal with the division yeah, around There's next. nothing really else to say about the Steelers. They're, they're a franchise that's lost and adrift. Um, there's talk about Tomlin. No, maybe, he stormed maybe off. Stepping he said he was coming back. Yeah, maybe, but yeah <laughs> he wasn't having it at the press conference. He, that's just he, typical Tomlin. He, like, I'm he, said, he said to the. Uh, reportedly, he said reportedly, to the, play, the, play, the playing group that he will be back. He'll be back. He'll um, be back in 24. It's the last year. You need some different personnel around him, though. Well, like, first of all, look, start with who your good quarterback's going to be. Because um, right now you got it three it cannot, so-so quarterbacks. It cannot be Kenny Pickett. Really? It cannot be Mason Rudolph. Mitchell! It, it's got to be Mitch, Mitch, right? No. Your boy, your None friend? None of them. No. None of them, actually. So who are you going to get? You have to look to Russell the draft. Russell Wilson. No. No, 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 no. I mean, you, you, know, you have no, to no, look no. to the draft. You oh, well. have to look to the Where draft. Where the Steelers going to be in the draft? Who knows? May, you got to get somebody. You okay. can't have any of those three behind center. Oh, no. really? Mason Rudolph, game managed. He's he's okay. Uh, but certainly not the other two at this point in time. They both proved that they are not starters in the league. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm done with Pickett. I, I've been done with Mitch for a long time. Okay, so let's move to the, the fourth coldest place that a football game was played on record. Kansas City kind of knew this was coming. Kind of knew the Dolphins had no chance. I mean, it get, looked like it at one point after I, that bomb to do Hill. We, do we really have to talk about the Dolphins, man? We've been <laughs> known who this team was from the from the, like the middle of the season. They're fraudulent. Hmm. They're absolutely fraudulent. To Tua Tua Tagovailoa, he's a he's an interesting case. His arm strength leaves so much to be desired. Um, I he's a he's a good quarterback, but he's like Dak. He's not great. You 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 want more out of him, but I don't think they're gonna get more out of him. No, I don't either. Tyree Kill looked visibly hobbled. He wasn't. He looked. He didn't look all himself. <laughs> they also double teamed him. So yeah, they double teamed I'll him. Look, down. I'll, I'll talk about this. He, Go on with it. They double teamed him down the field. They did. They made um, it hard for him. But the Dolphins are just. They're not a good side, and their defense got gashed. Jalen Ramsey got burnt toast. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's um, not good. It was cold weather. We knew this. The Dolphins shot themselves in the foot when they lost to Tennessee. That's it. That's that's it. Between that and losing the last game against the Bills, they removed themselves from having a chance to play in the warm confines of their stadium, and they went to the freeziest place on planet Earth. And of course, and, of course, there was a Florida man with no shirt on. Because well, of course, whatever. But look, as for the Chiefs, they did what they had to do. Again, not a, they're they're finding out that Rice is the guy. Yeah, they're finding it now. Suddenly, the Chiefs have said, looking at the depth chart, Rice is the guy to throw the ball to, and he had a big monster game. They're developing a rapport between him and Mahomes. We see that happening. Mahomes escaped. There were some good plays where he was almost dead in the water and got away with it and picked up first down and extended the drives. Yeah, but what what happens when defenses double team Rice? They're gonna have to for they're gonna have to throw to 
throw to MVS. Well, Kelsey didn't have a good game either. Yeah. He dropped go, a couple they're passes. They're going to have to throw to Kelsey. They're going to have to throw. Uh, and Kelsey's not a bad option. No, but, but he's had a, he had a rough game. Yeah, he, he had a. He that had was a, a couple of shots. They'll go passes there, drop touchdowns. Yeah. Those have been touchdowns. Yeah, it was cold weather. Yeah, but so that, that was I'll not excuse good. that. But you, you, it, what happens when the opposing defense double teams rice down the field? You're going to have to throw to MVS. You're going to have to throw to Sky Moore. Kadarius Tony, if he's in the game. But yeah, the but Kansas City, they're going into the divisional round we'll, against a familiar yeah, we'll, face. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, lastly, the Texans, the Texans showing who they are. Yeah. Humbling Joe Flacco and the Browns. The uh, the journey stops here, forty-five to fourteen. I want to put out an APB alert for the for the Browns defense, which I hyped up. Ooh, that was where, just where were y'all? Where was where the Ooh, hell was Miles Garrett boy. all game long? I do not know what happened, but I'm gonna give all of my props to C J Stroud. CJ Stroud. You might have your you might have your quarterback for the next decade. I don't Holy. think he will. I mean, it just was. He was cooking. Accurate. Perfect. He was cooking. It wasn't doing... He wasn't throwing... Look, there was one play he threw. Could have got picked off yeah. in an early game. It was risky, but you're going to do that as a rookie. But, wow. Just a, just a great all-around performance. And the defense of the Texans... We talked enough about that. That defense is shaped after D'Amico Ryans. That defense was getting after it on Flacco. And, <coughs> and one player who... Did, has really allowed CJ really allowed CJ Stroud to thrive in this game is Laramie Tunsil. Yep. My God, he might be top five best left tackles in the entire league. Well, years ago, remember he was picked up from the Dolphins, and there were, people were laughing at them, going, "Why are you going to get him for?" Well, now you know why. Well, because he's a great tackle. So he's the, a yeah. he's a fantastic tackle who can lead an offensive line for a long time, and he's he's a really great player, and he allowed. Uh, he he's not he's not Trent Williams, but he's very very close. Yeah. As for the Browns, look, Joe Flacco, two pick sixes. That's that's really look. The first one you could tell he was getting tackled. He I think he wanted to throw the ball away. It just didn't go further enough yeah. away at the sidelines. Somebody got it. Six, pick six. And then the, and other the next one, one was just just awful. That was awful. So I mean, uh, he threw was... a lot of interceptions in his time. He threw nine interceptions in the games he played. Eight games, nine interceptions. That's a lot. But he did earn himself. Possibly a backup job for next season. So, Possibly. and you need a back. And this, if this season's any, taught us anything, that se- second, second, second to the starting quarterback, the backup quarterback might be one of the most important positions on the field. Yes. So we now know that the wild card is finished. Wild yes. cards are done. Now we move to divisionals. Yeah. Let's start with the interesting one, Detroit. It's going to be loud. That place is loud. Isn't yeah. It? Loud, loud, loud. They're going to be hosting a divisional. So you're going to have, I guarantee you, Barry Sanders will be back there. M might be back there. Eminem will be there. He's got a seat for him right there with his scowl. Uh, you got Calvin's going to be there. Uh, who else? Whoever else is going to be there. One of the oldest ticket holders was there last year. Last week he'll be there this week, barring medical issues. What say you for this game? Because they're playing a, uh, look, they're playing a Buccaneers team that's, Running fast, running free. Baker, they kind of had this chip on the show. Look, we're not supposed to be here. You guys are cheering them on. I think it stops for the Bucks in this game. I, I think that Detroit's going to unleash the Kraken when it comes to the, to the offense because they got so many weapons. I'm going to agree with you. I think the biggest thing I saw with the Bucks is their defensive line is very good, and they were able to 
Um, I don't know how that they were able to pressure Jalen Hurts so much behind a allegedly really good offensive line. Yeah. Um, but this time against the Lions, who have themselves, in my eyes, probably the line that's done the best job all year at protecting their QB in Ragnow, in yeah. Decker, yeah. in Gra- Glasgow, in Sewell. Yeah. Fantastic homegrown offensive line. Yeah. I think they will keep golf clean, and I think the Lions will get this win. I think the Lions running this game is going to come here. It's, it's, you think about the Lions and where they've come from. Yes, we had, they had Barry Sanders, but they, they didn't have a complimentary sort of receiving end. Now you have both. And David Montgomery is a pretty good running back to have, along with the, his backup counterpart. I don't forgot his name. It eludes me. But he's fast. You get the, his, you know, the downward runner of David Montgomery and the other backup. I think Detroit wins this. I Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs, thanks. I, don't think, I think this is going to be a different affair. I think Detroit wins this by a touchdown Anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Green Bay, another team that's got nothing to lose, now will travel to Santa Clara at Levi Stadium to play. The 49ers have two weeks off now, ready to go. Guys should be rested. Guys should feel like they got their swerve on. I think Christian McCaffrey's been able to rest his knee. I think it was knees an issue. This yeah. is going to be an interesting game. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I don't believe Jordan Love's going to have a clean jersey this week. No, 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 and no. I think that not that's, against this defense, right? So I think the only way it's going to happen for the Packers to sneak this out is they have to have the same game from Aaron Jones that he had in Dallas. And I don't, and think, I don't know I, it's going to happen. I don't think that will happen. I'm taking the 49ers all day on this one. Yeah. Um. I. I. If I. If I'm wrong, I'll wear it. But my goodness, this the Niners should be frying, ready to go. Um. They're a team that is looking at the Super Bowl saying, we want that now. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, it's our time. And it's, it's our home, and this is yes, where, this is where we're at. Everything's, everything's, everyone's coming to us. We're at Santa Clara. Yeah. All roads go through us. Yes. It is time. So I think they're going to be ready. In terms of the Aaron Jones thing, I don't think he'll get as much time to run, especially against that defense. I think Fred Warner will be probably um, uh, uh, be blitzing a lot on him because Fred Warner's a beast. And then... Bosa. We've got about Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. So that's going to be a very, very tough defense for Jordan Love to handle. And I think that the 49ers will win it pretty comfortably. Okay. I'm going to say at least two touchdowns on the 49ers for the 49ers. I think the only thing that I could think of is if Jordan Love's able to spread the ball around the way he did in Dallas to Romeo Dobbs, to the other receivers, we'll see how successful he's doing that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Next. All right. The Ravens and the Texans. So the Texans will now go into uh, an open-air M&T bank, MT&T bank, I think that's what it is, in Baltimore, where it's going to be cold. And the, similarly, the Ravens have had two weeks off. They're oiled and ready to go. This will be an interesting game. Yep. I think the buck stops here with the Texans. I think they've had a great season, well above expectations. They weren't a team that was expected to win more than six games. I think they're going to struggle in this game. I believe that... The running game is going to be impacted. They didn't have to run as much against the Browns. Um, I think Baltimore gets this out for sure. I don't know. This one This one is not as <laughs> clear-cut to me. Really? And, really? How so? There's, I have a weird feeling because um, the Ravens' defense has been very good this year, but they have been prone to giving up points and massive yardage. I don't know if you can do that against C.J. Stroud. And this is a rookie we're talking about, which is just extraordinary. Um, it might be a blowout, 
But I'm still going to take the Ravens. But don't be shocked if an upset is on its way. Really? I don't don't so. be shocked. I'm not because, shocked. Because... I'm be shocked. I'll be shocked. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't, I won't be shocked. Okay. Because the, the, uh, maybe I'm being a prisoner of what happened in 2020 when they had the number one seed. Yes. When all roads went through them. Maybe yes. I'm being a prisoner of that maybe, moment. Maybe. When, when they were my Super Bowl pick. Okay. But I think they will get it done this time. Yeah. But... I, I still think it might be close. Okay, I just think the difference will be Lamar because last week they were able to get the flag. But that's out. the biggest question. Is Lamar finally going to show up in the playoffs? I think he will. I think that's he, the that's biggest why question. He was, got the, that's why they fought to get this position. They fought to have the time off to give him as much rest as humanly possible. So I think this is the first time in a long time where Lamar Jackson doesn't have any reportedly nagging injuries and is ready to go, and I think he's the difference... With that defense, if they get up the pocket, he's able to move around. He's able to escape. We'll see how that goes. I'm going to say the Ravens get this one. Yep. Okay? All right. Let's move forward in the rest of our show. Absolutely. Let's move forward. Now, the next question here. Surprised by the which Surprised by which firing surprised you the most? Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, or Pete Carroll? Um, none of them really. Uh, I think the Vrabel one surprised me the most. I thought he'd step down instead of getting fired. I, I didn't see a variable that w- really was looking to return to a team that was clearly shifting into rebuild mode. But I think that Vra- I thought that Vrabel was going to step down rather than being fired. But that was the one that surprised me most for just how it happened. It didn't really surprise me that he left the organization. The other two, Carol, I could see that was it was clearly time. I mean, I'm. Carroll is a great damn coach, but his his time was wearing thin. We all have an expiration date. And the same goes for Belichick. I mean, without question, might be the greatest head coach ever. Um, and I don't care about the whole, oh, Brady needed Belichick, Belichick needed Brady, whole debate. The, 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 the truth of the matter is that he's a great coach no matter how you look at it. So... Um, I I the only one that really surprised me all that much was how the Vrabel thing happened. Yeah, um, I would I would agree with you there. I would definitely say the Vrabel firing because I thought, well, gee, they've had a couple of low seasons, but his resume prior to that was pretty good. He got them as got them to the you know championships a couple of years ago. Um, but you know these things happen, and we move forward. I guess the the other surprise to me was Belichick because he still had a year left. And I thought maybe maybe that was where the impasse occurred because he's a general manager over the Patriots. And look, the classy thing I would say about that is Robert Kraft has basically said, don't worry about the year. We're not asking for anything from any team. So in other words, the year that he's owed, I'm sure they're going to pay him out for the year yeah. or not, whatever. But they're not, they don't he's, want draft They don't picks. want draft picks, which I think is pretty classy. I don't know if I would do that. A lot of other teams probably would be sitting there going, you wanted services, you give us this. But that's okay. All right. But Kraft is that type of owner. Okay, next question. Next question for you is... Just scrolling here. What caused the fake victory formation issue by the Saints tell you? What did the fake victory Whoa. formation by, um, issue by the Saints <laughs> tell you? Well, okay, that's what it sounds like. All, All right. right. Good. Need glasses? You're okay? Yeah. All right. So, it tells me that... And look, I think it's it's a it's a, an issue that has quieted down now. Thank God. If you're Dennis Allen, thank God, because it tells me that he has no authority on that team. 
That's what it tells me. Because Jameis Winston came out and said, it was our idea, coach said do this, but we decided to do exactly the opposite. And the reason why Arthur Smith was in his face, not because of A, Arthur Smith was about to get fired, that's probably in the back of his mind, mm-hmm. but the second fact is, none of the players on the Falcons knew this was happening. So they were getting down, ready to just sit down and put a knee down like everybody else, the next minute a person's running past them. So it tells me that Dennis Allen, and look, Dennis Allen's track record's not fantastic. He's not a good head coach. So, Dennis Allen, I don't know if you're the Saints sort of general manager. Kind of thinking the guys that are out there now, Mike Rabel might is, look, is look better. Is Mickey Loomis still with the organization? I guess. I don't know. Um, Who knows? What does it tell me? Who cares? <laughs> Honestly, are we still talking about this? <laughs> so what? It was, a, it, was a, it was a battle of two teams in a terrible division. And that didn't win. Didn't yeah, that didn't win. And we're talking about stupid unwritten rules. Like I said last week, you play to win the game. You don't want to give up another touchdown. Yeah, play I'll, the I'll, game! I'll argue the point is that this is all about Jamal Williams because Jamal Williams hadn't had a rushing touchdown all season long. Yeah. Boo who? Really? That's what the that's that's what the emphasis yeah, but, was. Uh, but I, I find the calls to uh, Shannon Sharp saying Jameis Winston should be cut for it is ridiculous. No, are we serious right now? I'm, I don't are think. We, he, I are don't we still th- serious at even talking about this? So what? I don't think he should be cut. I think he's he's already been purgatory as it is. So, so what? It doesn't. This whole thing is so stupid. All the unwritten rules is so so stupid. Stop talking about him. Stop stop. I'm okay. I might be of a different de- generation, yeah, but you right play to that. win the game. The clock hits zero. Okay. Don't give up forty nine points next time. All right. Next question. Can things get any worse for the Grizzlies? I mean, don't think so. Look at this. Look at this injury report. I have it right here. Look at just listen. Listen to this injury report that they that they accumulated. It is. Just vast, if I can find it. Well, yeah, I gotta find Here it. it is. D. This was just one game. D. Rose out with a left hamstring strain. Marcus Smart out with a right ring finger injury and a central slip tear. Mm. Stephen Adams PCL He's tear. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. right knee contusion. Mm. John Morant right shoulder labral repair. He's gone. Brandon Clark left Achilles tendon repair. Desmond Bain left ankle sprain and. Aldama, left knee contusion. I mean, what the hell do we know about the the Grizzlies from all of this? They were done by they were done by basically November. They were done by November. This is a lost season for them and it's mostly due to injuries and I can't gauge them because all it, even if John Morant didn't get his shoulder yanked out, it this whole he still wasn't going to drag them to the play, playoffs. Hell, he wasn't probably going. He probably wasn't going to drag them to the play-in. No, uh, you're right. I think it's been a. I mean, things can't get worse because of, I think be, look, I think it's been just injury after injury, particularly Marcus Smart, because Marcus Smart was brought in as the big free agent signing, and really hasn't had a chance to play because he's been off the off the court for so long with injuries, and then Ja with his moronic self. You know, being out for those for the twenty-five game start season, that didn't help. So by the time he shows up, then he ends up tearing his tearing his shoulder muscle. And he, he so, was, it's sad because he was playing well on his return. Of course he was, but I, I agree. I don't think it would have been enough to even get the Grizzlies anywhere near a play in. So, so now, if you're them, you just kind of mark your talent off, look for some G League guys, give guys some run, and start planning the lottery. 
That's what I'd start it, doing. This is it. I mean, you're, you're like, done. You can't tank. It's not going to be trust the process because they don't have that that system anymore. But they, but, need, yeah. they need to look at the deadline and see what they can get for some of the guys they have. Yeah, healthy. get some guys off. They don't need them around. Yeah. Okay, next question. You ne- me. Next question for you. Pascal Siakam is a wanted man. What do you make of that? Uh, it makes it makes well, it makes sense. He's he's the last holdover from the 2019 team. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, no one else is there from the 2019 championship team. Um, he's a solid, he's a solid player. He does everything right. He's a good defender. He's a good shooter. Um, I you know, let's talk about him going to the Warriors potentially. I mean, the deadline's not too far off. February fourth no. or something like that. Early no. February. So it's coming, yeah. but I don't. I, I can see him moving on because you know he could he could benefit a lot of teams out there, and I think the Warriors would want some size because they're a very small team. I heard the Pacers thrown around as a name, and the price was um, yeah, apparently apparently Bruce Brown, a first round pick, and I, another player. I, the name escapes me now, but I'm not sure if the Siakam thing with the Pacers is the best fit when you got. Matherin emerging and whatnot. Here's one. This is the Golden State Warriors. They get Siakam. In return, Wiggins, Kaminga, Gary Payton the second, and a 2026 second round pick via Atlanta. That's what Golden State's proposing to them. If I'm Masai Jura, I'm asking for an, uh, another first round pick to uh, to eat that Wiggins deal. Really? Yes. Oh, well. I'm I'm asking for another first round pick to eat that Wiggins contract. Oh, if I'm Masai Jura. Okay. All right. Moving on. Yep. Uh, some happy birthdays. Happy birthday, Alec Manoa, 26 years old. So Alec Manoa was a starting picture with the Toronto Blue Jays. Had some middling success, and then suddenly the Blue Jays said, "We're gonna." He was an All Star, and they said, "You he know what? A, You're he, gonna go down. You're gonna go down." He was also pitching badly, and he's 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 also whiny. He's not. A, he's not. He's, he's a, pitching he, badly, and he's whiny. He's whiny, and, and he's, he's whiny. He, and he 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 talks a lot for <laughs> for giving up for being a fly ball pitcher that can't take fly balls. Okay, let's move on. At around this time, forty two years ago, the catch um, that was back in nineteen eighty two with with the Niners in the championship game against them Cowboys. Joe Montana swinging around. Going to his right, and the pass, and the catch by Dwight Clark, mm-hmm. that propelled the 49ers into their first um, Super Bowl appearance, and of course they beat the Cincinnati Bengals, and from there on, more Super Bowls. So, yep. happy birthday to that around this time. Around this time, 37 years ago, the drive, which broke the Cleveland Browns fans' hearts, because at that point, Cleveland had Bernie Kosar, Ozzie Newsom, uh, they had... A stout defense was um wasn't uh the late Marty Marty Schottenheimer part of that? Yes, Marty Schottenheimer was a coach yep. against Elway and Shanahan and the Broncos, and I think the Broncos were pinned at like the five yard line, maybe even less than that on their side. Marched all the way down. How do I know this? Because I watched it. Elway showed why he was the greatest quarterback at that time, and that led to the. Broncos going into the Super Bowl against my Giants, and the Giants took care of them. So, at around this time. Um, at around this time, three years ago, the Mets traded for Francisco Lindor. That might, honestly, <coughs> looking at the trade, honestly, as the years goes on, go on, the trade gets better and better. Well, the trade was Lindor, and they got Carlos Carrasco. The Mets got him. Then, 
the trade-off was for Andres Jimenez, Ahmed Rosario, Josh Wolf, and Isaiah Green. I know Ahmed Rosario doesn't the, play with the, the, the trade. The trade anyway. the trade gets better and better. Ahmed Rosario is um, is a fringe All Star caliber player, a good player, but you get you got back the, the probably the, the he's ranked now as the second best shortstop in all of baseball. In my opinion, he's the best shortstop in the entire NL. Yeah, he's plays every day. He's a leader, and he's an absolute dynamo on the field wherever you where whether in, on at, with the stick or with the glove. All right, so move on from that. And what else do we have? Okay, happy retirement time, Nick Saban. Of course, he hangs it up after seven championship titles, one with LSU and six with Alabama. Time to move on. This was the one I did not expect, and I think no one expected. Um, the Crimson Tide must be shaking in their boots right now because Saban was the draw mm-hmm. for big-time recruits to commit to Bama. Mm-hmm. Now that he's gone, are they going to be able to maintain the same culture of bringing in the best of the best? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I don't know. But if they can maintain that culture, if they can, if whoever their next head coach is, it's going to have a microscope under under him. Yeah, it's and, the, it's the Washington coach who just moved over. Yeah, got his full name, but he's moved over. But um, yeah, he's going to have a microscope under him, and he's going to say, "We're if he can." Uh, Bring continuity to the team and say, we're going to continue on the same tradition. Saban might be gone, but everything will stay the same. Yep. It won't be with it, it, it will be without his aura because he's the greatest college football coach ever. But uh, they're going to have to try yep. and have some continuity. Also, presumption much, uh, media for the Jacksonville Jaguars have put out a, a, a sort of message. Playoff tickets are on sale now, and that was on the twelfth. That was on the twelfth. Uh, sorry, the thirteenth of December, and of course, uh, we know the Jaguars didn't make the playoffs, so they would have torn those tickets oh, up. God. Good for them. And congratulations to Eric Spolstra. Contract extension. Let me look at the details because they were pretty fantastic. Eight-year extension. One hundred twenty million dollars. Well deserved. Uh, well deserved. I think the take that I, I think I've said this on a previous episode. The take that a has probably aged the worst for me, and this was when I made this take when I was a kid. I didn't really know what Eric Spolstra did. I thought he was just a sort of a sort of in the background as a puppet for the big three. But wow, I have been proven wrong over this past decade um, because Eric Spolstra is the best coach in basketball. He's done the best job in a long time with. Pretty um, over the years, a pretty meager roster. Yep, taking and them to the playoffs regularly. 1995, he was the Heat video coordinator. Then moves to assistant coach, advanced scout, director of scouting, head coach, championship coach in 2012, back to back champion 2013, fifth NBA Finals in 2020, reaching the finals 2023, 20 most wins by top 20 wins most coach 2023, sixth NBA Finals. And got an eight-year, hundred twenty million dollar contract. Well deserved. Absolutely. He started from the ranks and worked his way up, and that's that is also what Pat Riley wants. He wants that kind of guy because that kind of guy was him when he was coaching. Absolutely. Okay. And what else do we have? We have boo to the Chicago Bulls fans who should be blessing themselves for the wonderful privilege to have had. The team that they had 
in the 90s. Boo to you. Now, I'm sh- I'm under the impression that the fans that booed the late Jerry Krause's widow, you'd hope they weren't around when the Bulls were winning because they ain't going to win again for a very long time. It's despicable. I, it was. Um, despicable? It, it absolutely was despicable. Oh, and I'm going to... Dreadful. I, I wanna go. stink. I want to go on my... my um, talk about this. Make it quick. Um, Jerry Krause is... I, I, I'll i be damned if he doesn't get his flowers as a good GM. Did he push people away? Absolutely. Was he really not the greatest person? Absolutely. But as a basketball mind, as a scout, and as a GM, probably one of the best in history. Without him, Jordan does not have the supporting cast around him. He doesn't have Kukoc. Pippen. He doesn't have Pippen. He does. Pippen he, first. He doesn't have Pippen. Kukoc? He doesn't have Grant. He doesn't have 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 Cartwright, who made all the difference instead of Charles Oakley. He didn't. He, he wouldn't have um, the smart trade they got for getting Ron Harper. They he wouldn't have the amazing supporting cast around him. And the fact that the. Bulls fans, the moronic Bulls fans oh at United Center. My God. my my team, my team. My team hey, they decided Stink. to boo Stink. the the widow of Jerry Krause, Stink. who had nothing to do with his his headstrong personality. Is ridiculous. I I'm just like I, I was shocked. I was genuinely shocked when I saw the clip because what did she have to do with the whole thing? Seriously. Well, she wasn't at fault for any any of the any of the crap he did. And yeah, Jerry Krause, not a great person, pushed people away, but a damn good scout. And be grateful for his his mind because those six banners up there wouldn't be hanging above United Center if it wasn't for his expertise. All right. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. And that's our show. If you come from any other platform, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once a week. Next week. We will Divisionals. have resolution on the divisional round. We will know who is going to the championship games. And we will have more news about NBA. More trade talks. Maybe a couple trades as time Maybe. goes on. NHL, we're coming to eh. we're coming to the trade deadline there as well. And there's going to be some teams that will be looking to improve their roster. Okay. Go Rags. See you next week. Bye.